Hello and welcome to Real World Leadership, where we're bringing our best selves to life and leadership. I'm your host, Susan Johnson, founder of Truth Enterprise Partners, a talent development consulting and coaching firm focused on executive coaching, leadership development, and diversity and inclusion, and we're based in the Atlanta area. Our vision is to inspire a world where authenticity, diversity, and truth are valued, and our aim is to bring out the true potential in people. It's what drives us to get up every day and bring our best selves, and we're hoping that we can bring out the true potential in you. So thank you for joining us today at Real World Leadership. We have a guest speaker on the topic of diversity as part of our series devoted to leadership attributes. And I'm happy to, to say that we have my cousin Linda here today. She is a fellow colleague and HR professional, and she's going to be joining us to speak on this topic of diversity. Um, we have a lot in common. Not only are we family, but we do share this background in education, HR, and leadership. And I'm so glad she could join us today. Um, we also share the fact that we have a desire for diversity and a perspective to bring out that true equity, true diversity, and we want that to occur in our lifetime. We wanna see diversity really embraced and this notion of belonging to occur. And it's not just for rhetoric, it's for real. So we're hoping that we can help to change the world by bringing this diverse perspective. That's why I asked her to join us today on Real World Leadership so we can talk about diversity in a real world way. A little bit about Linda. She is uh, an executive HR leader she has over 20 years of experience in HR. She's been a strategic advisor to executives in healthcare, but also um, in other industries as well. So welcome, Linda, and thank you for joining us on Real World Leadership. What would you like to share with our audience as part of our introduction? Well, thank you. Thank you, Susan. I am indeed excited to be here. And one of the things I just want to mention uh, from an intro, you, you mentioned in our lifetime. Wouldn't that be great? You know, I can imagine my father saying in our lifetime, we would want to see something different. So I am just really excited that we're going to really unpack that to really see if it's going to happen in our lifetime. So thank you. Thank you for yes. the invite. I'm so glad to have you here. And, and because we're family, this is going to be some real world talk. So I just want you guys <laughs> to be uh, ready for this um, and, and embrace this notion of diversity and real world diversity. Because we've been in these corporate spaces and places for a very long time. And we've been longing to see um, some, real, some real traction as it relates to diversity. And it's one of those leader attributes that we talk about um, that leaders need to be, you know, skillful and mindful of. And so, um, Linda, you are one of those leaders, of course, having a, a, a real desire toward that, that end. So appreciate all the work that you've done over the years in diversity. So um, let's get started, Linda, with an icebreaker. It's kind of tradition here. Card, any card. And the card that you picked is... What's something most people don't know about you? What's something most people don't know about Linda Portram? 
Well, um, I would say that I used to ride horses. So uh, that is probably something when people see me, they don't really see me up on a horse. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, I enjoy the outdoors. I actually used to belong to a, um, a horse riding organization um, uh -huh. in Michigan. So that would be something that people probably would not think about when they think of me. All right. You know, and it's funny when you say that, I think I remember some pictures of yes. you, at yes. the, you know, <laughs> part of the club. So I was going to yes. say, I didn't know that about you, but then I just remembered a, a glimpse. It flashed, flashback <laughs> of, of you on a horse. Yes. All right. So let's just dive into our topic today. Um, there's a few things that I hope to cover over with you. So um, it's the topic of a day. It's, it's a hot topic right now, given all the focus on disparity and injustice. And a lot of things have been sparked by the George Floyd uh, murder. And, um, and thankfully, I think it kind of shook up some organizations in terms of what they need to do differently and how um, people of color, um, African-Americans in particular, were feeling about diversity in their organizations. So um, sadly, that happened. But yeah gratefully, maybe we'll see some change in our lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. um, and kudos to all the leaders that are making some changes and some differences and the organizations that are really trying to impact diversity and do the right thing. Um, not because it's nice to do, but it's the right thing to do. So um, a few things I want to cover off with you. So what does diversity look like in our workplace today? And let's get clear about what that is. Let's define that. Um, how are organizations looking at equity in a meaningful way? And I know you've done some work in that space, so I'd be curious about your, your thoughts there. Um, and what's the biggest challenge right now to get more inclusion and, and move toward belonging? Um, those are a few things that came up when I was thinking about this topic. Um, so let's start out. So when you think about uh, teams and leaders in order to create an inclusive culture of diversity, uh, a lot comes on that that leader's shoulder in terms of how to do that, because we have like this broad organizational culture and then we have these subcultures within our teams. Right. Mm -hmm. So the organization might have a view of diversity, but then it comes down to that team leader level of you know how they set the tone in the workplace. So um, with that kind of stage setting, um, I'm wondering how do leaders approach, how, what do you see in terms of leaders approaching diversity in the workplace today around mm -hmm. their specific teams? Because that's where the rubber really hits the road, mm -hmm. right? Right, right. Um, you know, that is, that is just such a great question. And, and before I go into that, you know, in my notes, this this really says we're cousins. You know, I have in here about George Floyd. <laughs> you know, so I wrote that. Down. I, I even wrote, you know, companies have said, "Hey, this is nice to do," um, mm. but it's you know, and it's in my notes that I'm talking. That's about too funny, that. and we didn't share any notes. No, we did not. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> so it's it's really interesting because I think that you know, if I speak from the company that I was at. <laughs> Once this happened with George Floyd, there was so much that started happening with our leadership, um, really at the top. The CEO started saying, and the CEO actually uh, is in London, 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, that goes to show you the ripple effect of what was happening in the U.S. regarding George Floyd was all over the world. It wasn't just a U.S. thing. You're right. It was all over. It was it was global. So one of the things that our company, our leaders decided to do was that, hey, we need to make sure that we get, you know, they say all the right people at the table. It was Mm -hmm. the presidents of the divisions. It was Mm -hmm. looking at the VPs. It was looking at some of our supervisors, some of our workers that were in manufacturing and starting to get everyone together to say, what is it that we need to do to really take us to the next level to really make us understand what diversity and inclusion is. So it really started with our leaders, really, first of all, educating themselves, mm-hmm. because some of them, some of them really, they really don't educate themselves. They feel like, again, like you said, this is nice to do. Yes, yes, this is nice to do. We should do that. Right. But, you know, we have a lot of other stuff going on. Um, But what I saw was that the presidents of these divisions, of these healthcare divisions, were saying, hey, I want to lead the charge. I want to start having these groups come together and have me as a leader talk about the importance of it. And we had this one leader who I remember who had three girls. And he said to me, he said, you know what? I don't want my girls to feel like they're going to get paid less. Mm -hmm. They're not going to become the president just Mm -hmm. because of their gender. Mm-hmm. So he could, he as a leader could actually see it. And so what they started doing was putting together these, um, you know, depending on where you're at, they call them ERGs, employee yeah. resource groups. Right. They call ERGs. them EIGs, EIGs, employee inclusion groups, all these different names. Um, but and basically. They, and we should just, just define what that is. I mean, that that's that's. Uh, affiliation groups within an organization yes. so people can have that sense of inclusion and belonging. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and, it, and it really helped. And, and not yeah. only that, they didn't just come up with the groups, but they really started to say, you know, how do we put some meat in this? How do we make sure that we have the, the leaders that are going to be in it and they're going to be really focused on uh, elevating and contributing um, to getting to the next level that we're trying to get to as a as a com- as a country as a company, um, just to get us to that next level. Yes, that's great that they were doing that in your organization too. Mm-hmm. And again, that it was top down support, you yeah. know, because that's what happens yeah. a lot of times with d- diversity. It's you know, it's kind of um, you know, it's, it's do we really have true sponsorship? And it sounds like at that executive. CEO level, there was some true sponsorship yes. around some real action that would be meaningful um, yes, exactly. long term, you know, and, and that leader, you know, really reflecting on and, and having empathy, you know, given, you know, mm-hmm. his circumstances with his, his young, young um, daughters and wanting mm-hmm. to see something different for them. So I think we have an opportunity right now to really make a real difference with diversity and really pivot to more action, less talk, more action, more meaningful yeah. action, um, mm-hmm. not surface that are going to have some lasting uh, impact. So thank you for, for, for sharing that. Um, and then I think, you know, kind of taking it to grassroots with leaders kind of looking around their organization and say, you know, what's the experience for the people of color that I do have in my organization? And what is my team looking like as terms of mirroring 
what my mm-hmm. world looks like. As you mentioned, you know, it's a global notion yeah. around diversity and how we're thinking about um, race in the workplace and, you know, um, differences on our teams. I experienced mm-hmm. something similar in working with organizations where they're, um, they are still working and dealing with this right now, but, but also at the time I recall um, some other people of color um, not African American of uh, Indian descent, talking about colonialism and mm-hmm. and how you know the impacts of slavery in the U- United States. Um, mm-hmm. There's colonialism in you know the UK and how mm-hmm. those British um, colonists were in India, et cetera, and the influences that they had on mm-hmm. their culture and their diversity and how they view themselves in the world too. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of great conversations resulted and we're seeing some action now. I saw we saw some action then. I think mm-hmm. it was more surface actions in terms of yeah. how can we put dollars toward this issue of race that was happening in America at the time related mm-hmm. to diversity, uh, making donations and things of that nature. Right. Um, also, you know, Juneteenth becoming a holiday. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You know, a company holiday. So we saw some implications of that um, implication into organizations as a result. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there was some 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 positive changes there. But now it's like, what's the real what's the real work around right. wages and uh, people mm-hmm. of color in uh, leadership roles and mm-hmm. things of that nature? So speaking of wages from an organizational perspective, knowing that there's disparity, um, how are organizations beginning to get their arms around making these corrections mm-hmm. um, when there's an emphasis on the bottom line right now? What have, what have you seen yeah. in talking with other diverse, diverse um, colleagues and people that are in the diversity space and from an HR perspective? Yeah, well, I will definitely say um, I, I truly do feel that HR has done a lot of work of really looking at um, Pay, pay audits is what we call them. Uh-huh. Um, so looking across the board at these pay audits and really diving deep into those, looking at, for example, um, individuals that are being paid. Let's say you have a male and a female. Let's look at the job titles. Let's look at the pay grade. Let, look, let's look at uh, the time in the role, um, the work location. Uh, what's the performance history? You know, really starting to look at if you have everything else being equal, then why would, for example, the female be paid less than the male? If everything else is equal, their performance is is top notch, they've been in the role the same amount of time, what would be causing that? So one of the things that we did at a company that I was at was really spent a lot of time looking at pay audits across the organization. And what we found is that there was a disparity. Mm -hmm. So, as a company, um, one of my, my one of my tasks was to really look at the compensation policies uh, to make sure that there was more um, uh, strategic uh, guidelines around when individuals were getting outside the box promotions. For example, if you were promoting a male and that person was getting twelve percent. Mm-hmm. We need we needed almost a gatekeeper. We needed someone in compensation to sort of flag it to say, well, why is that 12 percent? But I have this other female who got 10 percent 
and they scored just as high. So I think that there was there is a lot in regards to looking at that over time. And if you notice that there is a disparity to -hmm. do something about it. So as a company, what we did is agreed that we know, you know what, they do look at the bottom line. So mm-hmm. if they had 300 people that were under, they would probably, what we did was the first six months we dealt with these. And then the last six months we dealt with these. So we tried to break it out so that we wouldn't feel the hit all at one time, but mm-hmm. we did make, we did make wage adjustments to those that were below where they should have been. Below the um, in comparison baseline, to right? peers. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. And so we looked at the baseline, but then we also looked at, we also started to look at uh, individuals, let's say the supervisors, and we would do random audits. That was part of my role to just do random audits and to take all of the supervisors, look at similar roles, and then just look at their compensation and say, do we see anything that is concerning to us? that would make us want to dig deeper and to make wage adjustments. So again, I think this is something that, you know, needs to be happening every year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we really do need to look at that because if you don't have one person that's really overseeing all of these increases that are happening, you know, some managers are going to play favorites. And okay. so they may give their employee, you know, a higher percent than someone else. And so you do almost need a gatekeeper to doesn't get uh, that disparity is not checks and balances for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And it sounds like um, your organization was proactive to deal with some of that when some of those conversations were coming up more and more um, Mm -hmm. and becoming more transparent to um, the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, taking a proactive approach when those things were starting to happen you know, globally. Yeah. So kudos yeah. to you all. And, and mm-hmm. I know you did that, that well, you know, if you were involved, I know that was done well. So kudos to you on that. Um, and then let's, let's talk a minute about um, um, organizations, you know, and diversity and what diversity really means, you know, race, age, gender, disability, GLBTQ, um, and you can fill in any uh, blanks. I'm just kind of uh, rattling mm-hmm. off a few right here. But um, organizations have been on this journey from affirmative action to inclusion and moving more toward belonging. I think there's still some work to do on the inclusion piece. Um, but I think ultimately we're trying to get to, you know, where people feel, you know, they're part of the, the structure they can totally be themselves and be truly authentic and feel like they belong mm-hmm. and bring their true selves to work, right? Yeah. So um, generally speaking, where are we now and how do you uh, maximize belonging? Well, you know, that's, that's a very good question, Susan. You know, when I think of belonging, it's, it's the goal. You know, mm-hmm. we, 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 we want to be there. Um, you know, you know, that's the feeling that something, you know, um, is, is, is bigger than us, that we have created this um, through inclusion. We've been intentional in regards to what we're doing to really get to that point of feeling like we belong. You know, from my perspective, that's going to take a while. That's going to take a while. I mean, in all honesty, because I think that our company, like maybe others, really started having those conversations recently, just in this past year with all of the, um, 
you know, the shootings that were happening and all of the killings that were happening. And, you know, I think that, you know, the world sort of woke up and said, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we thought that, hey, if we if we hire more of people that look different, then, hey, we've achieved our goal. But it's not just that. Right. It's almost Mm -hmm. like you invited me to the party, but you're not asking me to dance. So you, you, you're really not embracing me. I'm not really feeling like I belong. So I think that there's just, there's mm-hmm. just still so much that we still need to be doing. Just, you know, just like you mentioned, you know, in our lifetime. In our lifetime, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, are we going to see this? We're working so hard to, to break down barriers and to... Uh, educate ourselves and educate others on, you know, how to, how to treat people with dignity and respect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And will we, and you know what? And the thing is, I mean, oh, and come on, look at our vice president of the United States. Have we made progress? We have made some progress. Do we have still lots of work to do? I honestly feel like we still have work to do. Um, Oh, absolutely. I don't know. We might have to get some, um, some extra lives, like, you know, in a video game, (laughs) kind of run out of lives here, but yeah, there is work to do. So I guess there will always be, you know, we'll always have some, some form of employment if, you know, so much work to do. So there's the the good thing about it, but um, I just want to kind of wrap up here. There's so much to talk about. We're just scratching the surface here and we just want to let our audience know, we know this, we're just scratching the surface. Um, But I did want to take a moment to highlight this as a leader attribute And I appreciate you lending your expertise on the topic. I would like to circle back with this at a future date with a panel of practitioners. So stay tuned for that. And I'll invite you back once I can coordinate all these calendars of all these thoughtful leaders in the (laughs) diversity space. And it's, 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 it's people of color as well as women. And we want to talk about the whole notion of diversity. I know we have kind of a more of a, a spin more on what's happening with African-Americans in the workplace right now, given, you know, we're still trying to mm-hmm. write some, some effort and some justice uh, given the, the George Floyd situation. So, yeah. so yeah. stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime, we do need to prepare to wrap up and close here. Linda, so I'll ask, what do you want to share as any closing comments with our audience today? Well, you know what? I would just encourage those um, in the positions that there are a couple of different things. Look for sponsorships. Look for individuals, uh, mentors that are willing to work with you to get you to the next level where you need to go. Uh, Also, leaders, leaders who are listening to this podcast or looking at this on YouTube, you know, sponsor. If you really want to help people and you really want to have this belonging as the goal, look to sponsor some of those up and coming leaders that Mm -hmm. may not necessarily look like you. And maybe some of them do look like you, but a lot of them probably don't look like you Uh, and show them the ropes, you know, uh, help them to understand, to get to that level where you're at, because um, that's really, that is really going to help to move the needle forward as well. Very well said, Linda. I couldn't agree more. And um, we'll also be doing a, a podcast on the topic of mentor and sponsorship as we transition out of our leader attribute series, which we've been focusing on here as of late. So also stay tuned for that. We're going to have some topical conversations. So um, as we close, 
A quick reminder for you all that at Truth Enterprise Partners, we help to bring out the true potential in leaders and others. So if you are looking to enhance and develop your skill set, your leadership, your organization around this area of diversity, we can certainly help you with that. Um, to learn more and to get started discovering more about your organization and yourself, you can reach out to us at truthenterprisepartners.com. And you can email at info at truthenterprisepartners.com and phone number 612-237-1559. And Linda can be reached at LinkedIn. She's Linda Portram on LinkedIn. So again, Linda, it was good to catch up with you. We will certainly catch up again soon. I know we've both been very busy leading our professional lives, but it was great to catch up with you. I appreciate your expertise and sharing your views on diversity today and being our guest. So thank you for joining and thank you all for joining as well. This has been Real World Leadership. I'm your moderator and leadership guru, Susan Johnson. Thank you for joining. We look forward to connecting with you again real soon. Thank you.